Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What is happening, everybody? Today, here's been talking about the biggest mistakes made by believers looking to influence the world. So if you are a believer, you want to you want to listen up, you want to. This may not be you, but but you may have seen these things happening in your churches, um, in your in the ministries that you've been in. So we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that I believe that um, believers have made when it comes to looking to influence the world. So I was at a a event yesterday. Um, one of one of my clients, friends, um, persons I used to go to church with, uh, he invited me to to you know to share testimony you know, about things that things that God has done in my life. And, um, you know, and also there was a couple other guys there as well doing the same. And what I quickly discovered about many of us as believers, we we theorize everything. Uh-oh. We theorize everything, meaning we have the Bible. The Bible is read. We study the word. We know what the word says. But mistake number one, we don't do what the word is saying. We know what the word is saying, but we don't do what the word is saying. That's mistake number one. And, and so how does that really look? Think about this. One of the big topics yesterday um, at the meeting was health. And, and this was interesting because I've been on my health journey and I stay on it. I'm not getting off of it. I'll always be on it because I'm always looking to change. Mistake number two. Many people don't look in the mirror to see that they need to change, that they need to reflect the aspiration or they need to reflect what it is that what it is that they want people to know and what it is they want people to see. Because when it comes to influence in the world, listen, I'm going to tell you what the world loves. The world likes proof. The world wants to be able to look at you with their eyes and say, hmm, OK, I can take your word, even if I don't know you, because I can look and see. So believers. What do they do? First mistake. What? What's the first mistake? Theory, right? They don't do what the word is saying. Second mistake. What's the second mistake? The second mistake is 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 that we don't, man. We we're not living it, right? We're not actually living the way that we're supposed to live. So, and it's interesting because if you're religious, and I listen, I've been religious all my life, and I've been I've been trying to get come out from being religious. And what do I mean by that? Religious, well, when I say religious, because I am religious in the sense that I was talking to a good friend of mine maybe several months ago, and we was talking about religion. He said, Yo, Jay, you know that you know being religious is just discipline. 
It's just it's just being disciplined at something. So so if we look at it from the standpoint of religious is when you're disciplined at something, when you're constantly doing the same thing over and over, then then you're, you're creating a a regimen for yourself. And so, yes, I'm religious, but I'm, I've also been the other kind of religious, which which is judgmental, um, you know, you know, not, you know, basically thinking I'm come on now <laughs> thinking I'm better than somebody else. Even know that I don't know that I'm thinking that I've done it. Can I get a witness? Has anybody thought of themselves better just because, oh, well, you know what? I've got I, I've got truth in my life, so I'm good. But yet, but yet my house is burning down in all areas. See, as as believers to influence the world, the world, the world wants something. What what does the world want? The world wants more money. The world wants better health. The world wants more time and freedom. The world, the world wants to be able to live their life. The, the world doesn't want to be bogged down. And so when they look at us as um, believers and they see that we're the same as them, it's like if if I'm trying to help the poor and I'm poor, I don't got no business helping the poor. I'm going to say it again. If If I'm trying to help the poor and I'm one of them, I have no business doing that. And that's another mistake. You know, where as believers, we don't we don't work to make sure that our finances are rock solid. I got a question yesterday at the event um, and somebody was asking a question about finances and, you know, and, and almost like, man, if, why? I was like, why? Why is it that a lot of believers finances is jacked up? Oh, I said, oh, this is a great question. I said, because we've we've in, we've read the word and become so intellectual. You know, you get to the you know one about the rich ruler. You know that one, right? You get to the rich ruler and you're reading the rich ruler, like man, but there's there's no sense in trying to get rich because a rich ruler can't even be rich, and he followed all of the laws, all of the religious laws. He followed every single one of them. But what did Jesus say? He said, "But you lack. You lack one." So because you lack something, why don't you remove the riches and follow me? Now, here's the thing. And then Jesus and then Jesus went on to say, well, here's 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 the blessing here with God. All things are possible. But with man, it is impossible. So as believers, one of the mistakes we've made is is not realizing that finance, having having a lot of financial wherewithal is very important to the world because the world would look at. Imagine if imagine if you went to a church and everybody at the church was was rich, everybody. Or and then when when you joined the church, you you became rich because you learned how to do it. Because that church, all they did was focus in on making sure that every member knew how to secure the bag is what they would say. Secure your bag. But you're going to secure the bag, not just so you can secure the bag and have all this money, but you're going to secure the bag so you can go out into the world and influence the world and show the world that, hey, look, this is what my God do. You know, and I was talking to my wife. And I said, yeah, we're going to, you know, I want to have all these things. I want to be able to have this stuff, and, but not because I want stuff. Not, now, I don't want to control and have things just so that I can say to you, I've got a lot of things. I want to control these things and have these things so I can then say that, oh, it's not mine. It's not me. This is, this, this is how my king, this is how my king operates. 
he gives me an assignment. And as he gives me an assignment, he gives me all the stuff that I need for the assignment. Do you know, Jesus, when he came into the world, his whole movement was financed by God from the beginning. See, when we read the story of they they say the three wise men came and gave Jesus, you know, frankincense, myrrh and all these fine things. Oh, I know three wise men and they came with a caravan. They they came with with wealth. They brought wealth and gave it to them. Jesus whole ministry was financed. Jesus had everything he needed. And when we read the stories, a lot of times we get a little conflicted because it sounds like Jesus was poor. Jesus wasn't poor. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was not poor. Jesus was taking care of grown men. They was with him. Think about this. They left their businesses. If, okay, if a broke preacher came to me and says, hey, I want you to leave your business and follow me. I ain't following you, bro. You, ain't, you, you don't have a wherewithal. I got a family. What are you talking about? I ain't coming with you. No, I'm going to handle this. Look, look, when you get your stuff together, if you can, if you, listen, if you got enough to take care of me and my family, all right, I'll come with you. They Jesus had all these things. And so they was like, I'm going to go with this dude. Now I can, now they were already students. They were already students. When I say they were students, they were students of John the Baptist. So they, they had already started to be indoctrinated into the kingdom message. And so when then Jesus shows up, they're like, oh, man, this is a way to learn influence. Now, they didn't realize they were going to learn how to influence, but they saw what they saw was a man who had influence. And his influence first was over the one they were following. So they were following John the Baptist. He has influence over John the Baptist. John the Baptist is saying he's better than me. What? You, you tell me that's who we should follow? As a believer, we're all looking for influence. We all want to go out into the world and want to talk about how good God is. And the thing about the world is the world, especially in the United States, everybody's heard of Jesus already. Everybody in the United States pretty much have heard about Jesus, have, have you know, they know about Christianity for the most part. And they're just like, well, Man, I just got so much going on. You know, I mean, my finances, man. I mean, I mean, y'all got programs that's gonna help me to make more money. Right? Y'all, y'all got programs that's really gonna help me. And when our churches don't have these things, then it's almost like, oh, just come to church. Come to church and get Jesus. No one's looking for Jesus. This is contrary to what a lot of us believe. No one's looking for Jesus. What they're looking for is the kingdom of God. They're looking for a way out of no way, meaning in pop, man, they coming to take my house. Man, I need mortgage money. I need rent money. I need car note money. What can you do? Let me pray for you. Well, come on. Prayer. Listen, James, in James, he talks about this. Don't, listen, don't come to somebody when they need something, talking about, I'm going to pray for you. Because that ain't what they need at that point. Right then and there is when they need the absolute healing. What's the healing? Maybe they need more money. Maybe they need the, the healing like, you know, the guy who was sitting in front of the temple begging. Was that in? It's in Acts. He's begging. And Peter and John, they come in, man. They filled, they filled with the Holy Ghost. He's begging for money. Bro. They're like, hey, bro. 
I ain't going to give you no silver or gold, but I got something that's better. And when they gave him the kingdom, here's what happened. His whole body got healed. So he's asking for money. Sometimes people ask for things that is just a symptom. But what they really need is true healing. That man got healing that day. So we got to know as believers, when we go into the world, what do they really need? And can we give it to them? If we cannot give it, then that means we need to stay in a development program. We need to stay in the training program. We need to stay working on whatever God is working on, uh, working through us. We need to make sure that, man, whatever the purpose of my life is, that's the healing that I have to bring to the world. Whatever the reason that God, when God wrote your name down and says, this is what Jay Moore is going to do. Jay Fitzmore is going to do. When he wrote your name down, you catch up to what he said so that you can then live it out. Sadly. As believers, we we never catch up to what God said about us. We never find the reason for our life. And, you know, that's one of the things that when I talk to people and I ask them, what's the purpose of your life? And what's the reason? What's the reason God created? Why did God create you? What is the unique gift that God placed within you? What is the what is the what was the problem that God said you would solve for him? Most people come to this realization. I don't know, Jay. I don't know what it is. So when God called me and says, Jay, I've got a job for you. I can't promise you silver or gold. I can't promise you great wealth. But what I can promise you is that the kingdom is in you. And the kingdom is all you need to get to where it is that I said you're going to be. If you get those things, because you can, if you get those things, it will be because of the reason that I've created you. So don't make the mistake of living this life without discovering the reason for your life, without discovering the purpose of your life without discovering the why of your life, without knowing exactly why God has created you. Now, here's the thing, and I'm going to leave you here. Whatever, whatever skills you have right now, they are needed in the kingdom. You do not have to drop the skills. The skills are needed. You may need to repackage the skill. You may need to take the, like the occupation that you have, and merge it into all the other things of your life to develop something so unique that no one can take it from you. See, because if you're a teacher, they can they can take it. They could cancel that. If you're an accountant, they could cancel that, right? If you're a doctor or nurse, they could cancel that. But what if you take those skills and merge them with all of you? What you'll find is something totally new, something totally different in business. They call it, oh, that's niching down, but I'm going to call it something different. That's the discovery of you. That's the discovery of uniquely what is you. Here's what we do in business. We use the skills until we can merge them all together to then come out with something new. And then that's when we know we are fully on the path leading us down to the reason to the why, to the purpose, 
to what God is calling us to do. So guys, I appreciate you joining me. Don't make these mistakes as believers and make sure that you're in the road, on the road of discovery, using the principle of change because change is everything. When you change, everything will change. Guys, I appreciate you for joining me for this episode of the Account for Life podcast. I'm Jay Moore, the Healthy Accountant, helping you to account for your life. God bless. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live, so live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.